Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, let's dive right in here from the TCL studios. Mackey and Jeb with Rami. And let's bring him in. He's over the hill now, officially. Darren Doogie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News and the Scoop podcast. You're 40 years old now. Great birthday celebration a couple weeks ago. Thank you for being Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. They say that 40 is the real F word. I can relate. Now, two weeks into my 40s, it feels different. How are you doing? Doing okay. You look like you're hanging in there. Yeah, I am. A little tired. Wait till 50. Oh, I can't wait, Judd. Wait, you're you're like more tired than you were at age 39? I don't know. It's all relative, Rami. Because I just turned 40. I noticed, like, really no... Di- I do... I go to bed earlier, Doogie. I can't keep my eyes open past, like, 11 p.m. My stamina that. isn't what it used to be. Like, when I was in my 20s, in my partying prime, I could easily go until 3 in the morning. Like, the birthday party. That night, you know, we shut the place down. It was this local brewery. They're open until 11. We were there until maybe close to midnight. I hit a wall. Like, 12.30, 12.45. I was done. Like in my twenties, I would have been drinking until four or five in the morning. I can't do it guys, anymore. Man. I was never yeah. a party animal, but it I was is. always a night owl. I was always a guy who would stay up to like one, two in the yeah. morning, just watching late night talk shows, whatever. I think it's like eleven o'clock rolls around. I'm like, I gotta get to sleep. <laughs> Wait till you're fifty. Ten ten thirty, you're in bed. Well, I'd make fun of you guys as the young one in the room, but I'm I'm thirty four, going on ninety. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're domesticated. Did I see the other day on Twitter that you were going to Target? Like, you were wondering what time Target opens on a Sunday morning? That's hilarious. So you could go buy some sort of planter, some that sort was, of something? And that was at my suggestion, not the wife's, just so oh, you guys geez. know. So no, I to get a house plant, too, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what it was, house plant. Dude, there is yeah. one plant in my house, and it was given to me as a housewarming gift by my uh, sister-in-law. It's an orchid, and it died a horrible death. And then somehow, some way, a new... A new vine like started to sprout out of this dry soil, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Let me salvage this thing." Now it's about to blossom, and I'm pretty proud of myself. And that is a great metaphor for the Timberwolves trading Andrew Wiggins and swapping him out for D'Angelo Russell, right there. Let a new orchid blossom in the organization. Well played, sir. What do you know about all of these rumors? The Timberwolves, according to Woj, trying to orchestrate a four-team trade that involves multiple picks, and the Wolves eventually getting D'Angelo Russell. So what? What are you hearing and what are you speculating, Dukes? 
That's a great question, Phil. Thank you. Really appreciate no, that. That, does, that does not count. <laughs> that does not count. Come on. That does, or we all get great, or we all get great questions. Do not put that in the standings. Do not put that in the standings. That's a block. Or the highlight That's reel. a block. Yes. I'm telling you, have Rocco Baldelli. You just I love Rocco. But you can ask Rocco three questions. Guaranteed, one of the three answers he will give you will start with, that is a great question. Do you question. know what a tough get sure. Rocco is in this town? Dude, I think me and Rocco would really vibe. I would just I would talk come about to Target Field one day. We could talk about fish concerts for like a half hour at least. Rocco and I yeah. could just shoot the breeze on fish concerts. Press conference gets and done. What we remember of them and for at can, least a solid half hour. And you two can sit in the den. That's good. He's a really good dude. All right, on the Wiggins chatter. I mean, there is no doubt that the Wolves would love to move Wiggins. I mean, truthfully, outside of Carl Anthony Towns, they are not married to any player or any asset. They are open, I am told to moving their 2020 first-round pick. Now, is there some reluctance? Absolutely. But I can tell you, even going back to the June draft, when there was some chatter about them doing a sign-and-trade with Brooklyn for D'Angelo Russell, that they had talked about putting their 2020 first-round pick unprotected on the table. I mean, this is going back many, many months. So, I mean, they are, depending on what the return is, are open-minded to such a scenario. But yeah, would they love to move Andrew Wiggins after this year, what, three years? $95 million left in his contract. Would they love to move him? They would. Am I buying right now that the Golden State Warriors, even though I get it, they are hoping to avoid the repeater luxury tax. It is millions upon millions of dollars. But year one in a new arena, they are still printing money from all those championship runs I have a hard time believing, unless they are getting multiple draft picks, some other great player, maybe it evolves into a three- or four-team trade where their return is rock solid. I have a hard time believing that they are parting with D'Angelo Russell, a 23-year-old all-star. I get it, 24 in a few weeks, but right now, 23, for Andrew Wiggins. And Mike Dunleavy Jr., assistant general manager, was at the game last night. You know, So they've been scouting him, don't get me wrong. They have the book on him, I'm just telling you. There is so much stuff out there. This is crazy talk week. You know, so sometimes you just have to use common sense. What does common sense tell you? I truly do. I get it if they're looking to save some money in the long term, even though a lot of people listening are like, what, $95 million? How would they end up saving money? They would end up saving money on this year's salary. So they could avoid the repeater luxury tax. But I still have a hard time believing that in the next, what, 42 hours, 43 hours, 44 hours, by 2 o'clock Thursday, that Andrew Wiggins is a Golden State Warrior. They're trying. Trust me, the Wolves would love for that to happen. I'm just telling you, logically speaking, I have a hard time believing that. Does common sense tell you, Dukes, that regardless of what happens with Wiggins, Robert Covington is gone by 2 p.m. Thursday? Yeah, well, I mean, they were shopping him, I mean, going back to the June draft. Right. I mean, he was on the table. There are some internal concerns about that right knee. He's mm-hmm. had multiple surgeries. I get it. He's held up this year. But you think about it, can he hold up over the next couple years? Will his value ever be higher? Does he fit? You know, I get it. He's close with Carl Anthony Towns, but you look at the core and where they're going over the next year or two while he's still under contract. Does he fit into that window? I mean, there are many reasons to trade him. So, yeah, I mean, I could see, independent of the Russell dialogue, the Wolves making some sort of Robert Covington trade. In fact, I mean, I've been asked this a lot. I can see them trading Robert Covington yet not ending up with D'Angelo Russell by Thursday at 2 o'clock. But the pursuit of Russell will continue. And I still think it's when, not if. It absolutely is when, not if, 
Golden State trades him. I just wonder if it's more so this summer, not this week. It doesn't sound like they're thinking about trading Carl Anthony Towns. Garrison Rosas no. said as much a no, few weeks ago. He, on that, Rami, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you this much. The Warriors would actually love to combine Russell with Carl Anthony Towns. In Golden State. Absolutely. In, Oakland, in right. San Francisco. Yeah, they don't... But has going to trade Russell at some point. I'm just saying, though, the Warriors have actually asked about my understanding is asked about, hey, would you trade Carl Anthony Towns? The Wolves are not moving Carl Anthony Towns. Has right there now. been any wavering then on the role that Carl Anthony Towns will play within this franchise? Because I really thought when, when the Russell talks first popped up in the offseason, I thought Carl Anthony Towns is Batman. They're trying to find his Robin. The way this season has played out, and especially the way Carl Anthony Towns acted while a 27-point lead was dissolving away, which was to do nothing, to basically disappear, I'm more and more convinced that he's that he's a Robin and they need to go find the Batman. Mm-hmm. Is anybody within the Wolves organization starting to move in that direction, that maybe he's not the centerpiece that you build this organization around, but maybe rather just a piece that you put around somebody who's even... A better, maybe not even a better player, but a better leader, a better floor general than what Carl Anthony Towns is in terms of setting the tone for this squad. The short answer internally is no. Should they, though? Do I agree with you that he's not an alpha on a really good team? Yes. I mean, I've become more convinced over not even just this year, going back to at times last year, just the way the game is evolving, you know, in terms of just guys being able to dominate more so from the wing position where Towns needs the right point guard to be able to get him the ball in certain positions. I just think it's hard for a big man to dominate. I do. And I just don't think he's got leadership qualities. Now, they've empowered him, but I'll just tell you, I mean, some of his teammates laugh at some of his antics. You know, and and we even saw it again last night off a jump ball. He didn't like the way the ref threw the ball, and he throws a hissy fit. He can't control himself. And I know for a fact, Ryan Saunders has talked to him repeatedly about watching the way he acts in front of officials, the way he talks to <laughs> officials, and he's got some captaincy, so he's got some leeway, you know, being, you know, the, the, the labeled captain where he can have some dialogue with the officials. So if you see him talking to the officials, he's got leeway. Other players on that roster don't, but still, there is a reputation around the league. You know, Mm -hmm. with the officials, with other teams to get him going to bait him because you know he is going to do something idiotic. But yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you, I don't think on a good team he can be the number one guy. But do I believe that they've come to that conclusion internally? I do not. Isn't it just, it's so hard to find guys like him that put up the crazy numbers and are as, as talented as he is in the NBA. It's just a, it's a once in a decade gem of a, of a player. And, and and when you find a guy like that, and he winds up just being like an immaturity, like from a from a maturity standpoint, a mental midget, right? I mean, I'm not saying that he's. I think he's a smart guy, but I think he just lacks emotional intelligence. And it's like, why can't you just have both? One t- Kevin Garnett was was mostly both, right? Could control himself, definitely had a personality and a temper, but knew how to channel it in the right ways. Well, I mean, he could lead. I mean, think about that roster he won 50 games with. Yeah, with. The other Irvin Johnson at center with Trenton Hassel, with Troy Hudson playing heavy minutes, with Wally Zerbiak as the number two. I mean, go back and follow, look at that 03 04 roster. That people roster. followed him, Dukes. That, and that's they had the Sam and Luttrell, but even before those guys, you know, I guess go back to maybe like the 2000 2001 roster where they made the playoffs. Look at that roster. KG led that roster single handedly to the postseason. Yeah. 
Carl can't do that. He just can't. Are, are the Knicks out now on D'Angelo because of the change with their team president today? Because I, I think the two teams that were talked about the most previously in terms of deadline deals for D'Angelo Russell are the Timberwolves and the Knicks. Steve Mills was removed, I believe, as president today by the Knicks. He was. All right, help me with this. What the heck do the Knicks have that is appealing to the Golden State Warriors? I mean, if you're the Warriors, why not play this thing out and just see if Russell and Curry can coexist? Because D'Angelo doesn't need to be ball dominant. He is a good catch-and-shoot yeah, shooter. That makes him he sense doesn't sure. need to always shoot off the dribble. Look at the numbers. The numbers back that up. He can play off the ball. They've been playing him more off the ball. So why not see if those two can coexist for some sort of stretch? And I've had a number of people in the league tell me that. That's why I just think, because Curry should be back at some point here in March, why not at least let them play together for a stretch of 20 games to end the season just to see if it can work, then make a determination in the summer when, oh, by the way, there may be even more bidders. I just, I truly believe if you're putting a 23-year-old all-star on the market, you can get a ton for him. So why not wait? But the Wolves are trying, trust me. The Wolves are as aggressive as any team in the league right now trying to make moves. I mean, the latest one is this chatter, a three-team deal where Robert Covington ends up in Houston. Houston wants Covington badly. Clint Capella ends up in Atlanta. Draft picks end up here. Plus salary filler. The salary filler would be Evan Turner. I mean, that's one of a number of different situations that has been discussed. They have talked to Orlando. Do I think Orlando's moving Aaron Gordon? I don't. They also have another guy, Wes Awandu, who the Wolves have checked in on. I mean, they've checked in on a number of guys. Malik Beasley with Denver, but Denver wants a first-round pick for Beasley, who's a restricted free agent this summer. He would really help their shooting woes. But I don't know if you're giving up a first-round pick for Malik Beasley, but they've they've inquired on him. They've inquired on a number of guys. I mean, Philadelphia wants Covington, so they've had back and forth with Elton Brand and Philly. The Bucks with Milton Newton and those guys, they have an interest in Covington. The Clippers have an interest, which is interesting because one of their guys in their front office, Michael Winger, is the guy who turned down an opportunity to interview for the Wolves job over the summer. So just, you know, an interesting tentacle to all this. But, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of teams. I mean, the Lakers have some interest in Covington. It's the same as I've said for weeks. I mean, you look at the top 12 teams in the league, Utah. Even Indiana's got some interest in Covington, but there's nothing going on there. I mean, just about all of them outside of Boston, maybe one other. But like 10 of the top 12 teams in the league have some level of interest in Robert Covington. That's why I would not be surprised if he does get moved by Thursday at 2 o'clock. Doogie, 60 seconds, empty your bag. Any other non-Wolves-related scoops that you can I was asked via email a few times about P.J. Fleck to Michigan State with the news today about Mark D'Antonio abruptly retiring. No, he's not going anywhere. Short answer is no. P.J. Fleck will be the Gophers coach in 2020. Cornerback Keandre Thomas transferring as a graduate student so he can go and be eligible right away. Cornerback for the Gophers. I mean, he appeared in many games the last two years. Why, why is he leaving? There was some, let's just say, some issues with P.J. And not surprising. He was not a Fleck recruit. So it just it goes back to a lot of these guys. Credit to Carter Coughlin and some of these other guys that really adjusted. But it's really hard when you commit to a prior coaching staff then all of a sudden a new coach comes in and does things. Trust me, P.J., way different, especially than Tracy Clay's. Way, way different on some of the disciplinary stuff, some some other angles. So I'm just saying it's been hard. So credit to Thomas for, for holding out this long, but now that he can be eligible right away, transfer be eligible right away, 
he's out of here. The L.A. Lakers will have a scout at the Gophers-Badgers game tomorrow night. The scouting of Daniel Oturu continues. Carter Coughlin, Kamal Martin have been formally invited to the Combine. What else did I write down here? The Twins had a scout at Taewon Walker's showcase today. The feedback isn't good. I mean, the fastball was like 86 miles per mm-hmm. hour. I mean, the Twins would still take him on an NRI deal, non-roster invite deal. They're not giving him a major league contract. But he did have a showcase today. Also on Jose Barrios, I've been told there's actually not bad blood. There's actually been some discussion about a long-term deal, but mm-hmm. the Barrios camp is asking for a ton of money. The Twins would have to overpay. They're not getting a team-friendly deal like with Kepler, like with Polanco, to some extent Miguel Sano. But there's not bad blood, even though it's just a couple hundred thousand dollars. I mean, really, you want to take this thing all the way to a hearing over three or $400,000? Like, at first blush, you're like, come on, Twins, what are you doing here? That's a bad look. The optics are bad. I'm told from the Barrios camp, they understand it's business. There are no hard feelings. Okay. That's Darren Doogie Wolfson, 5 Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast, which you can find on the Score North app, Apple, or Spotify. And it's 6 o'clock on Fridays right here. All right, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, Dukes. Doogie, thanks for coming. All right, see you, boys. Thanks, Doogie. In 60 seconds, Judd has a Vikings trade scenario. It'll be the second of our Who Says No series. Mm, mm, mm. 60 seconds. And out. we have a development in that ominous tweet from Marcus Thompson okay. of The Athletic. Love it. Mm-hmm. So stick with us here after we talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company. We'll get to those things. Federated's all about peace of mind as a business owner. When something bad happens to the company that you built... You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running that business. That frontline protection of Federated is all about helping you succeed as a business owner. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, you tap into over a century of experience in helping businesses. You get a face-to-face relationship with somebody who will be very attentive to the success of your business. And the seasoned insurance professionals at Federated will help you manage risks to help you avoid the devastation that comes with filing a claim. And if you do have to file a claim, you can take comfort in knowing that the extensive team of pros will put their knowledge and experience to work for you. The website is federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries Federated protects and to find your local Federated representative. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Mackie and Jeb with Rami here on Score North. Reckless speculation. Let's start with this cryptic tweet from the Athletic Bay Area guy. So Marcus Thompson of The Athletic, who tweeted 43 minutes ago, time to start scrubbing your old Wiggins tweets, sent everybody here into a panic trying to find out if indeed Andrew Wiggins was being traded to the Golden State Warriors, who Marcus covers. He did the same thing that Dan Hayes did to you last week. Something's going around at The Athletic that they just want to punk people on Sports Talk Radio he quote tweeted that and says, oops, did I forget the question mark? Four question marks following that. So he meant to say, time to start scrubbing your old Wiggins tweets. Oh, punctuation matters. Punctuation does Kids. matter. Yeah, he, I think he, but he did Oh, it on, he knew what he, he was knew what doing. He knew exactly what he was yeah, doing. He, he didn't forget well it. He and then doing. he knew the reaction would come. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh. He's toying with us. Silly me. Toying with us. Reckless speculation. All right. All right. Let's have it here. Who, okay. Who says no 2.0 here? So we, we discussed this um, for an hour today on Ventline, but it's juicy. And I've come to believe that there is something at least to the rumors or scuttlebutt that the Vikings might trade Stefan Diggs. John Krasinski of The Athletic d- doesn't just happen to write a huge piece about it and be just be completely guessing, right? Uh, 
Kramer came on uh, Purple Daily last week with Collar, I believe, on Friday. And Andrew threw out a scenario and basically, again, spitballed, but clearly knowing something that said that uh, it would make a lot of sense if the Vikings end up shopping Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. And here's where I landed. A, I don't think the player is super happy. All right? I don't think he enjoyed the offensive scheme. I don't think he hates the quarterback, but I sure think he watches other teams play with their quarterback and thinks, man, it'd be fun to be the featured receiver in that offense. You don't go AWOL from your team for two days and pay a fine in excess of $200,000 because you're sort of miffed. You're really ticked. Now, at the time, it worked, but I think there's something to that. I think the player is not happy. B, we all know that that the head coach of this team loves Dalvin Cook, right? And let's just just go down this path for me for a second. If Dalvin Cook is going to come back, it's almost certainly going to be on a new contract. Mm -hmm. If that happens, it's going to cost the Vikings more. Furthermore, it's going to signify to Stephon Diggs that this offense, when Dalvin Cook is healthy, which let's say it's 10 to 12 games, is going to rotate largely around Dalvin Cook. Gary Kubiak's coming back. The offense is not changing. All of this leads me down the path of don't be surprised at all if the Vikings do indeed shop Stefan Diggs. Combine's coming up in, what, a couple of weeks? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of drunken conversations had. Those lead to sober conversations, which can lead to trades. And now let me float past you what is truly... Reckless speculation. Who says no? Stefan Diggs traded with in a package with some ancillary draft picks. I think Stefan Diggs could get you a first-round pick back. Not saying a top five, not saying a top ten. But let's say in the 15 to 25 range, you're 25. Okay, let's say it's the 17th pick. Let's say let's just say 17, 18 pick. You then take that pick, combine it with your 25 pick, and maybe a little something else. And that is the juicy, juicy scenario that you'd use to go up and take your quarterback. Hmm. Reckless speculation. Let's answer that when we come back. Let's answer that when we Big come back. Big league tease right there. Because who says no? That's a great, great question, Judd. Too bad that doesn't count in our great question standings. We'll come back and we'll answer Judd's. Neither does Doogie's, no. right? No, right, right, no right. I, I think Doogie was Doogie knew the inside story exactly. there. And he was he was baiting. Right. Oh, and Greeny didn't? No, he did not. Sage didn't? Sage did not. Mm. Those are genuine good questions. Mm. People on Twitter are calling for Sage to be disqualified. Oh, those people That's are awful. wrong. People are wrong. <laughs> Listen, I can't help it that even my average questions are great in the eyes of the subjects. We'll do that and cram session when we come.